0: everybody! Welcome to Howard David Live, and welcome in Otis Livingston, sports anchor at Channel Two in New York, with his Wall of Fame behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone means something to me, man. I know. I, I can understand that. Yep. Otis sent me a, a a feature he did for CBS about uh, Larry Doby, who most people don't remember. Yeah. I do because in, in 1989, I started broadcasting. New Jersey Nets basketball and Dobie was working for the franchise Mm -hmm. as the director and I got introduced to him by the president of the team what a nice guy uh and you know it's ironic Otis yeah I met Jackie Robinson on the streets of Manhattan years ago when I was working in the city while going to school Mm. at night I'm walking down the street and I see this man coming on oh my god it's Jackie Robinson and I, I, he walked by me and I'm going, you idiot, don't, <laughs> go talk to him. I tell you that because when I was a kid growing up, I wore number 42. He was my hero at the Dodgers. I ran after him. I said, Mr. Robinson, you don't know me. I said, but my, I, you, you have been like a hero to me uh, ever since I was a kid growing up in Brooklyn. He goes, wow, that's flattering. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Otis, I talked to the man for 45 minutes on the streets of Manhattan. Unbelievable. And he, I finally said, you know, I've taken up a lot of your time. He said, no. He said, do you want me to sign something? I got reaching in my pocket (laughs) looking for it. And all I had was some money. So I took out a dollar bill and he autographed it, which is prominently displayed in the office of my home in a a glass enclosed case. It's uh, one of my, you look at the treasures behind you. Yeah. that's one of my, that's one of my treasures
1: that is an that's an incredible happenstance man and uh you know I didn't obviously get to meet Larry Doby but I met his son Larry Doby Jr for you know uh, the the feature that we did on him and uh just uh the kindness that was in his heart um just uh i think reflected his father as well you know because his, his son was saying that it was good that they had someone like Jackie who was seen as a hothead or, you know, volatile at times. And then you had Larry Doby Sr., who was just the opposite. He felt like it was necessary to have both of those type of personalities when they were trying to integrate baseball in uh, 1947, um, because if if both of them were like one or both were like the other, it probably wouldn't have worked. But he felt like that uh, those those different personalities were essential to integrating baseball and making it a success.
0: Well. Robinson, uh, you know, when Branch Rickey signed him, uh, f- he thought that Robinson could handle the pressure because he was an educated man, went to UCLA. Uh, he could have been a football player in the NFL <laughs> at some oh, yeah. point. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was a gifted athlete and so on. But I'm looking over your left shoulder, and there's a picture of Ali standing over Sonny Liston in their famous fight. Uh, my first year in broadcasting in Princeton, New Jersey, there was a the sickle cell anemia benefit in Trenton at mm-hmm. the high school, and Ali was the guest speaker. Wow! So, I, uh, my boss says to me, "Why don't you go cover this?" I said, "Man, man, I I set the speed record go down the road because <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to meet this man in the worst way." So they Budweiser set up a trailer. It was ninety degrees, mm. but Budweiser sets up a trailer. For Ali, and they tell me to go in the trailer, and he'll be in in a minute. Well, within five minutes, he came in. Pleasure to meet you, Muhammad, blah, blah, blah and so on and so on and so on. We do the interview. And I said to him, now, understand, it's my first year of broadcasting. I really don't know what to ask. Yeah. So I said to him, uh, is the biggest single killer of Black people sickle cell? He said, no, it's ignorance. Now, I'm a first-year guy in the business. How do you follow that up? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) After that, I mean, it's, oh, my God. So I tried. And the thing that I loved about Ali was that when the interview was over, I said to him, I appreciate the fact that you know that I'm new in this business. Mm -hmm. And you did not take advantage of me. You, You really helped me along the way. And I really appreciated that. He goes, hey, I remember my first time I stepped in the ring. You know, you learn a lot. Right, but he he was great.
1: Yeah, he certainly seemed like it. It was, um, you know, the most recognizable person on the planet for many, many decades. You know, that was incredible. And and and, uh, you know, the the controversy from the beginning, uh, the way he dealt with it, and then to be embraced fully, you know, by the time he passed away, you know, that was an incredible journey for him. Um, and uh, just an incredible athlete, incredible humanitarian as well.
0: Yeah, and you're right. He was bigger than the sport. He was bigger yeah. than sports, period. Okay. Period, period. He was going around the world. Let's yeah. deal with, uh, with uh, New York. Uh, uh, last night, the Philadelphia Eagles played sloppy football and got beat by Washington. So the Giants, who have surprised a lot of people now, are... Uh, two games out in the loss column was it no one game out in the one loss game. column. yeah one game i mean yeah. they're very much in and they still got to play the eagles twice they're very yeah. much in the very much in the race
1: yeah they have to play the eagles twice they have to play the cowboys as well on thanksgiving day so that's going to be an important game as well uh the eagles like you said they played sloppy football they only had three turnovers in the previous eight games they had four last night I mean, that's that told the story the turnovers, the uh, you know, and, and once you, you know how it is, Howard, you've been covering sports for so long that you let a team that may be inferior to you hang around for long enough, then they start getting that confidence, they start to play well, they make some plays, they start to believe, and uh, and that's what happened with the commanders last night. They they believed that they could win, you could see it. In the post-game interviews, you know, Ron Rivera, whose mom passed away in the uh, the previous month, I believe it was, um, got really emotional. Uh, Terry McLaurin uh, said something in the uh, locker room about, we believe in ourselves. And you know, that goes a long way, man, especially if you feel like you're even with a team or you feel like you can beat a team. If you have that kind of confidence, you can pull off the wins. And, you know, uh, there was a missed face mask call late that led to a fumble that, Washington was able to recover uh, and help to uh, pre- preserve the win as it went on. But, you know, those are the breaks, man. Those sort of things have to happen when you're playing a team that's better than you, possibly a team that was uh, entertaining the thoughts of going undefeated. You know, that's a that's an that's a hard task to do and a lot of pressure on teams. Um, so now the Giants just have to take care of business, you know, these next couple games. And then when they play the Eagles. You know, that's it. Let's 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 tee it up. See what happens.
0: Well, people pointed fingers to the Eagles say they didn't play anybody up to this point, even though they're unbeaten. Uh, I don't right. buy into that. Uh, you right. play who you, the schedule says you play. Yeah. And you win the games and you don't yep. get you don't get style points in, in in sports. You either win or you lose. Exactly. I mean,
1: uh, I, anybody can look at the schedule and say these are not a good team. That's not a good team, but you definitely have to play those teams. And, and more importantly, you have to beat those teams because some of these teams uh, they'll jump up and bite you. You know, there was a lot of talk about the jets, you know, they're playing third and backup uh, quarterbacks, you know, with the dolphins and, and teams like that. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett was a rookie getting his first start. The dolphins was their third string quarterback who had never played in the NFL, you know, so a lot of, uh, Stuff was being talked about the Jets. They haven't played anybody. Well, they jumped up and they beat the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen, who at that time was the MVP candidate. Now, he struggled that game and the the uh, Sunday's game against the Minnesota Vikings. He didn't make the plays that we're expecting him to make. But that was a very good football team. Now, they beat them. And now the Jets have momentum.
0: And they feel like they can play with anybody. Well, there's now doubt about the Buffalo Bills because in two games, they've turned it over seven times. Yeah. Uh, And that that, those are killers. And uh, my partner on Monday Night Football on on the network radio, Matt Mellon, used to always say, don't beat yourself. And they have the last two. Give me credit to the Jets. Yeah. Giving credit to the Vikings. But you can't beat yourself. Well, I mean, those uh, especially those couple interceptions
1: that uh, Josh Allen threw. Those were, uh, you know, you, you scratch your head on those, you know, because it didn't look like the guys were open and then the fumble in the end zone. You Know trying to salt away the game at the end that was that was an incredible game, an incredible finish. Yep. It has yep. so many twists and turns, ups and downs. That was really, and and, and Justin Jefferson is a monster. Oh, and that, right. that catch that he made. I, I have let's see, I have Odell right here with his great, yeah, 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 it's up there, man. And especially because of the importance fourth and 18, he doesn't make that catch it hits the turf. Whatever happened, it gets p- picked off. The game is pretty much over. It's over at that point. He made a great catch and somehow was able to keep it from hitting the, the, the ground. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. And they just kept going back and forth, back and forth, toe to toe. And uh, Minnesota was able to pull out the victory. Now the Jets, if they win on, on Sunday in New England, avenge that earlier loss to the Patriots, they'll be in first place. It's a pretty, pretty incredible that we're talking about the Giants and the Jets both having a shot to be in first place if they continue to win.
0: He's the sports anchor of Channel 2 in New York, Otis Livingston. Uh, I don't know how many times I said unbelievable watching that Buffalo-Minnesota game. Yeah. Jeff Jefferson, that one-handed catch he made, uh, everybody made the mention of, well, it's the Otis, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's Beckham. It's the same yeah. catch. I thought it was phenomenal. I mean, the how high he went up to catch it with one hand. Yeah. I mean, his his hands got to be like a catcher's mitt. Yeah. How big they are. Yeah. But it wasn't just that; it was the whole game. He was astounding how well he played.
1: Yeah, and he made that catch uh, to set up another score later on. You know, down in down near the end zone as well. I mean, they're they're talking about him as as possibly the best wide receiver in the league, and that says a lot. Um, hearing stories about him when he first. Uh, was was uh he got the last scholarship at LSU. He was on the team with Jamar Chase and some of the other guys that are in mm-hmm. the NFL who have big names. Um and he was kind of like an afterthought, I believe at that time. But look at him now. You know, he's worked at his craft. He was skinny at the time. Uh now he's a great route runner. Uh has speed, toughness, all those things that that you know, you want to put in a wide receiver. And uh Making plays like that, man! Wow, that, that was incredible.
0: Yeah. Speaking of the Jets, uh, and you mentioned they play New England this week, but they hadn't beaten in thirteen straight times. I mean, I, I scratched my head because you look at the personnel of these two teams, and you would say that the Jets are the better had the better roster. But yeah, you de- you definitely will, and that's why they have confidence going into
1: this game because after the game, when talking to them, they were frustrated, they were upset. It's not the same old Jets. It's not part of that team that had lost 12 straight before that. This was a team that they felt like they were better, but they made the mistakes. Just like you said about Matt Millen, don't kill yourself. And that's what they were doing in that game. That's why they, you know, once they beat the Bills, because they believe they could beat the Bills too, because if you look at it, it was, this season could go off the rails if they lost to New England, followed by Buffalo, by New England again. You know what I, so that was that, had the designs of being a three game losing streak to a lot of people. So the fact that they felt like they shot themselves in the foot, Zach Wilson did not, it was throwing a football all over the place uh, against the Patriots. Then they lose to then, then they beat the Buffalo bills. Now they go into their bye week, trying to recharge those batteries. And the guys that I talked to, they were like, we're looking forward to that game after the bye. We can't wait to get up to new England because we believe if we take care of the football, Our defense is going to keep us in it. We make enough plays on offense that we can beat these guys, put that losing streak to to bed, and
0: now look at it. With the Buffalo loss, they could be in first place, which is really, really incredible. I'm going to go as far as to say that I'm giving uh, Robert Sala as much credit for that win because what he said to Zach Wilson was, it's okay to be boring. Translation, we're not throwing the ball all over the lot. We're going to That's run right. the football with Michael Carter and James Robinson, uh, and we're going to play great defense. And they did all of that. Yeah, they certainly did. And,
1: and as far as Zach Wilson goes, don't forget when they had the four-game winning streak that he was taking care of the football. He, was right. just, he wasn't it, – it was boring. It was. But I think what happened was he felt like we're going to break the streak and I'm going to be the guy that – you know, to make the big plays instead of just making the being the guy to make the play, you know, just to dump off, throw it out of bounds. There was one time where he had a chance to throw the ball out of bounds and he threw it low. And I believe it was McCourty intercepted it. Throw it in the stands. It's okay. (laughs) But he (laughs) threw it in such a spot where it was like right there and he made the great grab. But you still have the opportunity to throw it over the guys on the sidelines heads. Get it out of there. So those are the t- type of things uh, that he's going to have to embrace, not just, oh, OK, well, we won. No, you won because you were smart. You played safe football. You made the plays you need to needed to make. And that's part of the maturation process for him. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, because you would think with the rewards of winning the rewards of being talked about on all the shows and being looked at as a franchise quarterback. Once again, that you would just ride that wave, just ride it. You know, the rest will come. The big plays will come. You have the weapons now, but just be smart, be safe and uh, let your defense keep you
0: in the game and just make enough plays before the season started. uh, Go back to last season. The NFC East was considered the NFC least. Yeah. And, and yeah. now you'll look at the team at the team's top to bottom and the AFC East team's top to bottom. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's a surprise to you, but it is to me. Uh, I mean, this is anybody's game to win these divisions. It, they, it,
1: it certainly is. I mean, it was proof last night in the in the NFC East that Washington can beat the Philadelphia Eagles. We're talking about the top to the bottom. Uh, you, you got the Cowboys. You know, they lost to the Green Bay, but in that division, they already beat the, the, uh, the giants. Um, so it is, and and in the AFC East, man, all four of those teams could make the playoffs, which is crazy. You know, uh, you would never have thought that, but you know, we'll see what, uh, if, uh, Miami can continue to play the way they have, they have been a juggernaut, especially on offense, uh, defensively, they they have to shore things up the jets. Obviously we know their situation. You got the bills will uh, how bad, Uh, is Josh Allen injured? Was that a factor with some of the throws he made? uh, What's his situation? And then you got the Patriots with Bill Belichick. You know, they always have a chance. It's going to be an important game this Sunday with the Jets and the Patriots. Can the Jets get that monkey off their back and start really moving forward psychologically and physically, you know, because now if they're in first place, no one predicted
0: that. Right. No one predicted that before the season. You're right. Let me uh, touch on a subject just for a minute. Uh, a lot of k- uh, feedback uh, from Jeff Saturday, be- naming the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jeff a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to have a thing, the NFL had a thing called the uh, 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 NFL. Uh, it was like a, a school, uh, a couple of broadcasters. We type in. Went down to Cherry Hill to NFL mm-hmm. films. And we had current players and former players. You know, trying to learn the broadcasting industry, mm-hmm. and Jeff was one of my guys, so I've known him for a long time. I was happy he got the job, but I understand the criticism because yes. he hadn't coached before, mm-hmm. and so on. I talked to him about three hours after uh, the announcement was made, and I said, "You know, you're going to get a lot of feedback." He goes, oh, "I'm ready for it. I'm already getting yeah. it." Yeah, I don't have a problem with it because Erste could do whatever he wants with his team. True, but I recognize the criticism. And then everybody brings up the Rooney rule, which to me is a farce. The Rooney yeah. rule is, I mean, what is it? What is it? Yeah. Uh, did Ursay interview anybody else? Did he interview any minority candidates? I don't know. Right. But let's, the guy, and ironically, he wins his first game. Yeah, you know what?
1: I think that sheds a, a lot more light on Josh McDaniels, too, the head coach of, of, the, of right? the Vegas Raiders. I mean, right. what is going on with him and that team? You know, because – uh I think a lot of people were, just like you said, and for me, I don't know Jeff Saturday, but um, who's going to turn down that opportunity? Nobody. Nobody. Um, yes, don't, there's a saying, don't hate the player, hate the game. So, No one was mad about Jeff. Even his colleagues at ESPN, they were happy for him. A lot of people in the media were happy for him and understanding that he would take that job. But it's the process that that I think uh, raised eyebrows as far as there were even, not even talking about the Rooney rule, but there were even guys on the staff with head coaching experience that could have been elevated to that position. So that was one of the criticisms as well. These guys who have actually applied their craft for so many years and been exposed to being head coaches at that level that were o- overlooked. Uh, I know Jeff was a consultant for the team and he, he weighed in every week and all that stuff. Um, but that was, that was, uh, you know, Bill Coward, a lot of those guys, they had some real harsh words for Ursay and the process. And I think that's pretty much where that stands. Not necessarily Jeff, Jeff Saturday, but yeah, good win for those guys. Uh, uh, I, I can't remember exactly who they played this week. I think it's the Eagles. I think they play the Eagles this week. So we'll see if uh they still have that juice and that fire and that passion and and, and be able to pull off another upset this week.
0: Well, I answer don't know the, if
1: I don't know if the I don't know if the Raiders was an upset in that,
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and answer this. How come yeah. nobody says anything when a coach goes from job to job to job to job, loses along the way, continues to get rehired? No one talks
1: about that. <laughs> it's it's incredible, man. The retreads and not good retreads. You know what I mean? Like if there's a guy that gets a lot of jobs that that, that is uh, turned around programs or something like that. Yeah, I understand that. But and, it, and Josh McDaniels was not ex- not successful at uh, uh, Denver. Uh, he went back to New England, had took the job with the Colts, turned his back on that after taking the job. Mm-hmm. then he gets another job because he rehabilitated his career, so to speak, under Bill Belichick. And now he's seen as the wonder boy again. I think they're wondering all right in uh, Vegas what's going on. <laughs> so, yeah, I I don't know. Um, some of these guys just can get in that cycle, man. And, and, and they're the first name that comes up, you know, when there's a vacancy.
0: Let me ask you about uh, the Knicks uh, from this standpoint. They're even, I think, at six and six right now. And uh, they're in the middle of a hectic West Coast road trip. They play Utah tonight. Yep. They're, at, they're at Denver tomorrow, Golden yep. State on Friday, Phoenix on Sunday, Oklahoma City on Monday. Oklahoma City, if you recall, dropped 145 points again against them last week. Yeah, Knicks lose by 10. And now there's rumblings. Is Tom Thibodeau's job in danger? Yeah. He's a defensive-minded coach, and they're not playing defense.
1: And that has to be frustrating to him because that is his uh, calling card. Um, And that's been proven that if you have a team that struggles scoring, the answer is you have to play better defense. You got to keep the other team from scoring baskets. Um, And that's got to be frustrating to him. That's also, you know, the, the label that, or, or the uh, yeah, the label that has followed him from team to team has been that he wears on people and Mm -hmm. eventually he loses the locker room and, you know, when you see a score like, like that, you see, you know, where where at times it looks like the team is not energized. Um, could that be the case? Could could his time, that expiration date, be coming up, you know, so that we're on watch, obviously. Uh it could happen on the West on the on this West Coast swing. It could happen that he, you know, gets let go. Um the grumblings, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. So we're, we'll, we we're of course on top of that, trying to cover, you know, to see when that happens, if it happens, or if the team seems to turn it around. And uh, that's a that's a tall task against those teams that you mentioned, though.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. Look, Thibodeau. Uh, I, look, I think he's a good coach, and for all the reasons. Uh, and yes, there was. There's always been that doubt about how he wears his teams down. But I wish he would stop bitching at the refs on a nightly basis. Got to be forty times a game. I mean, except, <laughs> and Julius Randall too. Uh, same thing. And I know Doc Rivers does it. It's like it's a normal thing to complain, but it seems to me that's I, I, the other night. I'm watching a game, and he now maybe it's frustration because his team's not playing defense. Maybe we yeah. can attribute it to that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of layers to it. I mean, you know,
1: this team was. Was expected to be a lot better, you know. Um, he's got to be frustrated with some of the players that have not lived up to the billing. He's got to be frustrated to have a guy like Evan Fournier, you know. You got Cam Reddish who's up down, uh, plays well, doesn't play well. You know, you got a lot of uneven performances out there. You know, you got Jalen Brunson. You, you thought that was going to be the answer, having a solid point guard. He's played well, you know, but. He's not the guy that's just going to put you on his back. He has to have those other guys to be consistent enough. RJ Barrett got benched the other night. That's, that's your franchise player pretty much. You know, you're everything revolves around that guy. Then everything else falls in, in, in place. So it has to be frustrating to him. It has to be frustrating for the players as well. They come in with high hopes. They played well for a while, you know, had a, a, a much better record than the, than the, than the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so, It's got to be frustrating all the way around. We'll see what happens, you know, Um, but yeah, stop getting on the refs, man.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking (laughs) of the Nets before I let you go. Yeah, uh, they have won more games than they've lost since uh, Kyrie Irving's suspension, Uh, although they got beat, I believe, by the Lakers. Was it last night or the night before? Uh, It was Sunday night. Sunday night. Yeah. Without LeBron
1: James. Without LeBron James, I stayed up for that. You know, I'm an LA fan, so uh, I had to stay up to watch that. I couldn't believe that the Lakers were playing that well. But you know, it was a back. It was a second night of a back-to-back. They played the Clippers in the same building the night before um, the 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 Nets did. So a lot of people are attributing that to possibly how the Lakers beat them. Um, so, uh, but that was a good win for the Lakers. It was a, you know, I, I think I think uh, getting that split was probably okay. Once they beat the Clippers, I I thought, man, they're going to they're going to sweep L.A. You know, I I thought for sure they were going to beat the Lakers the next night. Um, uh, Seth Curry didn't play and he was incredible against the Clippers. Yeah, it's I think it has it has to be a good feeling for the Nets to see the plan. Coming to fruition on at least for that night, because it's not all about Kevin Durant he was able to find open shooters and they were knocking down shots. And that's the plan. Now you can't double him all the time. When Kyrie comes back, if he's under control playing team basketball, hopefully for Nets fans sake, he will do that coming back. Uh, You could see kind of the pieces falling into place and, and kind of being what they envisioned before the season started. Now, this is my question to you. What's the story with this whole, Assistant coach gets elevated, the team plays better. If I'm the former head coach, I'm saying you had to answer the whole time, <laughs> and, you, and, and you didn't mention it in a coach. All of a sudden, you flip the switch, and now everybody's playing better. <laughs> I've always wanted. I know it has to do with like an injection of energy and excitement and stuff like that with a change, you know, at, at, at a position like like head coach or something like that. But that's always mystified me. It's like, bro. You knew it. you never told me. He's just waiting for me to get fired, and now all of a sudden got all these game plans.
0: <laughs> well, let me give you the million-dollar question now. Is Kyrie Irving going to be playing for the Nets anymore?
1: I, I think so, because I I feel like from all of the uh, indications, Joe Sy says uh, he's got more work to do. Then you hear he's doing that work uh adam silver says he they had a productive meeting he's going to meet with the jewish leaders stuff like that it it just seems like he's doing the work the ground uh work has been laid and i believe he's going to come back i'm not sure how many more games he's going to miss uh but i i believe he will play for the nets now in the beginning i wasn't sure when the suspension came Mm -hmm. down then the apology came I wasn't sure if he was going to ever put on a Brooklyn net uniform again, but I I, I believe that he will.
0: What about you? Uh, I would like you. At first, I thought that he was done with the Nets. As a matter of fact, I took it to another level after I talked to Ian Eagle, who does their TV, as you know. I said, Is he going to play for the Nets? He he says, My question is, Is he going to be back in the NBA? That's a good Uh, question. Which is a, yeah, very good question. That was a great question. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, I don't, now, Let's look at next month. Uh, he still he celebrates Hanukkah instead of Christmas. That could change things, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <goodness. laughs> hey, he said he's open to
0: all religions. He's open <laughs> to all faiths. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Look, see, so you know the, the the one thing, and I I've heard this for about players over the course of my life, where. Everybody says, you know, the, the guy's a great talent. I can change him. Mm-hmm. Everybody can, it's not just Irving, it's everybody. Yeah. yeah. And and, you, and uh, I looked at Irving, look, I, I did the Celtics with Cornbread Maxwell, uh, and I talked to him all the time. And I said, yeah. what happened with Kyrie in Boston? He said, it got to a point where the players celebrated when he left. Yeah. And it was like that in Cleveland, too, only not as dramatic. So you right. see yourself, well, what's going to change him in, in Brooklyn?
1: Yeah. You know, and, and he has Kevin Durant always in his corner, which is interesting. to me. Yes. Yes. Kevin Durant, you're loyal to a fault or, you know, come on, man. Let, let's light a fire under this guy. Let's 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 because he's he, Kevin Durant just wants to hoop. That's what he says. I just want to ball. I don't want any of the outside distractions. I don't want to deal with it. But at some point as a leader, if he's a leader, you know, something has to be said. Something has to be understood. I came here with the intentions of winning championships or competing for championships with you. Come on, man, what are we going to do? Are we going to do it? We're going to do it right. We're going to, you know, you know, and, and getting back to your. I can fix them. I know Josh Gordon has. Uh, drug issues, the the former uh wide receiver but look how mm-hmm. many chances he got i mean that's a lot of chances a lot of different teams because of the talent because of the big playability because right. of all that stuff and it's it's very interesting to me when you see that a lot where uh the just like you said i can fix him or he gets in this environment he's going to be a bit a different person and a lot of times they just continue like i said i know about his chemical dependency uh, of Josh Gordon, but just given those opportunities and uh, it, it just it rarely happens that they turn over a new leaf, especially at an advanced age of these professional
0: athletes. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., are we going to see act two of the Giants? What do you think?
1: Oh, man, that's a good one. I I'd love to see it. <laughs> I think he would be a different person. I think that now he is at the tail end of his career. This is going to be one of the final chances that he gets uh, to, to, to make an impact, to be on a team. And I'm sure he misses it. You know um, I'm hearing Dallas Cowboys are interested as well. Now he's got to think about it. Okay. Well, which team's probably better. You know, which team will I have a direct impact? Because you know, he wants to do that. He just doesn't want to go to a team to win. He won a, a ring last year. He had a vital part. He would, he, he, possibly could have been MVP if he hadn't got hurt in the Super Bowl. Um so I think he wants to have an impact. I think he wants to be on a winner. Um I think he loves the line like, you know, Dallas, that's America's team. Uh and then you got the Giants, New York, it, where he had uh fame before, had success. It's going to be interesting to see. Um I would I wouldn't mind seeing it, but it's going to be up to him it sounds like, you know. And 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 you know what? Are the Giants really going to put on the full court press and try to get them? Are they really interested
0: in a reunion themselves? Well, We're going to find that out. Oh, great talking to you, my man. You stay Always safe. great to look at you this time. And, and, uh, and again, like the shirt.
1: Thank you, my man. <laughs> got you. I got you he's, next time I see you. <laughs> you stay safe.
0: You stay All right, safe. man. Take care. Thanks. Yeah. He's, he's uh, Otis Livingston from CBS in New York. Does a great job with those folks. Uh, Thanks for being a part of Howard David Live. You folks stay safe. Thanks.